the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. And we'll be on any podcast where you can find me. So we're going to be talking about retirement planning today. Um, But remember that Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans, and old businesses and new businesses which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in district court, county court, or probate court. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only, and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information you learn today should be only relied upon when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing, or failing to do your will. Please help Jake Yetterberg and me give good information to the listeners today about retirement planning. Please help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today's show is about retirement planning. Uh, Jake Yetterberg and I will be talking about SECURE Act and the proposed SECURE Act 2.0, or so it's called. We'll be talking about lifetime gifts, controlling money for wise choices later, inflation, debt, taxes, market volatility, interest rates, and bond prices. Is that enough? (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. Okay, Jake, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get here? Sure. I had an interesting path to this business in San Antonio. I uh, graduated from Florida State University in 1987. Um, I had studied uh, political science. I actually wanted to be an attorney, was going to go to law school, but then finance kind of became my passion. Uh, So I I minored in business finance and almost had enough to to have a major but didn't Mm -hmm. finish it. So anyway, I knew I loved finance, and um, I had a unique opportunity in Florida to um, water ski at SeaWorld in Orlando. They happened to be opening a park 
uh, in San Antonio in 1988, the brand new SeaWorld Park. So they offered me a, a job here, and uh, I couldn't pass that up. So I decided I would uh, come here, water ski at SeaWorld, helped open the new park, did that for, for several years, and then um, ended up opening this business about 20, almost 25 years ago. So I've been doing it almost a quarter century. Uh, but but we, my heart was in um, kind of retirement planning, helping those who are close to retirement or in retirement figure out how to manage their money, make sure it lasts, um, you know, avoid the pitfalls that are out there and just kind of, you know, dive through all the things you have to get through to uh, keep it all working in retirement. And of course, it's gotten harder and harder as uh, things get more complex. You know, there used to be like 50 mutual funds. Now there's 10,000 ETFs, oh, yeah. mutual funds, exchange-traded funds. I mean, it just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So um, so anyway, we specialize in that arena and um, been here in San Antonio since 1988. Met my wife here. She was born and raised here. So we're staying in San Antonio. Love it here and uh, love the retirement planning practice and helping people. And you still water ski. We still, yeah, the family <laughs> still gets out and skis together and has some fun. So it's a great family sport, and that's what I like about it. So you had probably had to have a college degree to do what you do now. Um, what other licensing do you have to have for that? Sure. So there's there you have a you know you, a college degree always helps in, in in specializing your knowledge. But in reality, in this business and probably most businesses, a lot of what you learn is on the job training. You know what, what's actually going to work, and so it's a deeper dive into licensing. So we're state licensed. Um, I actually started out as a Series sixty five registered investment advisor. So took all those tests of you know how to mm-hmm. how to handle manage money and you know all all the the whole scope of finance. Um, but as I uh, got into the retirement planning, we're, we're more specializing in safe and moderate risk assets. Um, it's hard to be a specialist in all of those fields, as I mentioned a moment ago. For right. There's just so much to know. do the same thing. Yeah, similar to law. Yeah. And we work with uh, the other people's specialists. So we'll work with the attorneys to help figure out how the f- f- assets fit into the uh, legal plan and, mm-hmm. and, and back and forth, et cetera. But uh, um, so, yeah, we've got uh, state, you know, state licensing and, and, you know, all the different training and CE hours that you have to take every year. And so you're kind of constantly learning and you have to be because they're constantly, as you talked about, Secure Act and Secure, right. Secure 2.0, they're constantly changing the rules. Mm-hmm. So there are some big financial companies out there, and, and some banks have investment departments. Uh, what company do you work for? So we have an independent retirement planning firm, Yetterberg Retirement Solutions. So we independently contract with our providers to get the products that we think we need to, to do retirement planning. So we're, we're independent, so I don't work for one of the large firms or a bank. So. You're not what they call a captive agent. Correct. Yeah, there's a big difference between captive and uh, independent. So we like the independent channel for it fits the way we like to do things because we can kind of go out and find whatever we think fits the client's mm-hmm. needs and and wants and and use that. So we're not kind of pigeonholed into, you know, one client's suite right. of products. Right. Okay. Where is your office located? So we're uh, we are right behind the Alamo Cafe off Highway 281, I just north of Bitters place. Road. Yeah, <laughs> we walk to lunch there too often. Um, so yeah, just uh, north central San Antonio, right off of 281. Okay, if somebody has more specific questions about their individual situations, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, our website is Yetterberg, my last name, dot com, Y-E-T-T-E-R-B-E-R-G. Uh, our phone number is 210-495-3711, and my email is jake at safemoneysource.com. Okay. So you can get in touch with him that way, or you can call the show right now. We're live today, Saturday, April 30th, 2022. You can call the show at 210-308-8867, and we can answer general questions, but of course your individual situation probably needs more specific uh, time and attention and detail to that designed for your facts and circumstances. Okay, uh, what else are you interested in besides uh, work and besides water skiing? Um Let's talk about Oasis. Uh, yeah. 
Um, that's kind of how we met is through Oasis, uh, Older Adult Services Information System. And Oasis is a great nonprofit here in San Antonio. Um, they do a lot of continuing education for um, seniors, um, health, wellness, uh, finance. I mean, they've got uh, they've got topics on just about everything you'd want to know about. Um, they've got a lot of volunteer opportunities, tutoring, etc. Um, and so we have, we've, I've been involved with Oasis for over 20 years, been on the board for many years. Um, but Oasis is a, is a great organization, and I'm, I'm proud to be part of it. Um, they do a lot of great outreach work and, and a lot of great stuff in the senior community. Um, and continuing education is a huge deal. You, you, know, these, you need to be plugged into the changing information to stay up to date, not just with finance and, and law, but you know everything, health, wellness, etc. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've loved uh, being part of Oasis, and we'll probably continue to do that as we go on. And it's you say seniors, but it's really for people over age 50. Yeah, they say 50, 50 plus. Uh, I just called myself a senior. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, and uh, it's and I tailored more for that. But yeah, I mean, you're at, at you, there's no 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 time too early to learn in, right. in that regard. But yeah, it's it's generally tailored for 50 plus. We're going to take a one minute break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the Secure Act. So stay tuned. could be a nightmare for your family, which is why it's important to meet with an attorney before you go on vacation. Get your affairs in order just in case, God forbid, tragedy strikes and you become disabled or worse happens while traveling. Attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trust, and tax-protected inheritance plans. A living trust might save your family thousands of dollars. Protect what's yours at Marquardt Law Firm, 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on 930 AM The Answer, talking about the law of or the laws uh, regarding or attached to or somehow related to retirement planning. And the one that comes to mind most recently is what they call the SECURE Act. Jake, what do you remember about the the SECURE Act that was passed in uh, at the end of ni- 2019, beginning of 2020? Well, it's a funny question because um, it's hard to remember much about it because there's been huge bills and, and several of them since then, especially through the COVID and all the COVID relief bills. But um, actually, Secure Act was a very important act in the retirement planning community. It changed the rules around a lot of the retirement planning topics that are very important to people. Um, so some of the big takeaways from the Secure Act, if you, if we can whittle down the you know eight thousand pages of that act to a few points that are actually affecting people and and maybe you can take some uh, facts away to help your situation. Um, But one of the big ones was the required minimum distribution age changed from 70 and a half to 72. So the government, as you probably know, if you have IRAs or other qualified money like TSP, 403B, etc., they let you grow that tax deferred only until used to be you turned 70 and a half. Now it's 72. Then they make you take money from that account. So they have, they have a divisor, they divide your account balance, and, and you have to start taking money out. And the reason is they want you to start paying taxes because mm-hmm. they need tax revenue. That's never been more true than, than today. Um, so that got moved up to 72. Um, one of the other big changes was the distribution planning for qualified retirement accounts changed pretty drastically. So it used to be if you had an IRA, your child could inherit that IRA, put their name on it, and then pay taxes over their lifetime. So they'd mm-hmm. still have to take an RMD. It wouldn't be that much depending on their age, but they could stretch that over, say, 25 or 30 years. You could give a Roth IRA to a grandchild and let that thing grow tax-free for you know 30 or 40 mm-hmm. years. So they had to. there's always what they call revenue streams 
things built into these. So one of their revenue streams was that they had to figure out, well, if we're not going to get money from the seniors as early, where are we going to get money? So they're doing it on the distribution. You can only stretch those now in most cases for up to 10 years. Um, and the trick is now there's no required distribution on that stretch IRA, the inherited IRA. And so it, t- it takes some, some planning and some thought on what you're going to do with that money. So if you had 50000 in an IRA and you put your name on it and waited 10 years and say it doubled to 100000 well, you'd have to take that 100000 out by the end of the last the 10th year after the date of passing. So that would be a huge tax time bomb. That might throw you up two or three tax brackets, and you're going to give 37% of that to the government. Right. So it, it changed the planning landscape around that. It changed also how you should be you know, who should be the beneficiaries on these different accounts. Um, so charitably, you should be looking at who's going to get your money because there's still some good charitable deductions that are out there, not necessarily part of the SECURE Act, but have been made permanent around that same time, qualified charitable distributions. So there's a lot of stuff that dovetails together now to give you some planning opportunities to reduce your tax burden. But you really got to look at the uh, at the beneficiary structure of your accounts as these laws have changed because um, I mean, it literally can be the difference between, you know, passing on, you know, 90 cents on the dollar or maybe only 65 or 70 cents after taxes. So that's that's one of the, the, the two bigger changes where the required minimum distribution age bumped up to 72. And now you have to uh, have that money out within 10 years if it's qualified retirement money. There are a few exceptions, just to clarify. They have what are called eligible designated beneficiaries. And um, so there's still a few people that can inherit that IRA, IRA and stretch it over their lifetime, but it's uh, it's generally pretty limited. So kids and grandkids are not going to be able to do that. Right. Um, but so there's some age-related things. Uh, but the, for the most part, you're going to have to have that out within 10 years. You're going to have to sit down and do some some tax planning and figure out who should be on those contracts, uh, beneficiary-wise, uh, to to have the best bang for the buck tax-wise later. Tax planning for them. <laughs> correct. Sort yes. Of. Yeah, 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 exactly correct. So you're, there's tax planning now and tax planning later, mm-hmm. um, especially with the Trump tax cuts um, still in force. Um, we, we're pretty certain taxes are going to go up over time. Um, we've got a $30 trillion in growing debt, as, as is in the news a lot. Um, so eventually they're going to have to start figuring out how to pay that down. Um, so tax planning is, is hugely important. Um, I might add one other important topic around the SECURE Act is, is, is it brought a lot of stuff together that, that in our opinion, gives more people the ability to do some Roth conversion now and get that money from taxable to tax-free. So pay taxes now and then not pay any later. Um, and, and the reason is you, you now don't have to take RMD as early. The tax the brackets are as low as they've been in probably 80 years. Um, you can still do qualified charitable distributions so you can get your uh, RMDs out without having to pay taxes on that. So you can hold down your taxable income, which would allow you to start shifting money to the Roth so that in 10 or 15 years, if taxes are higher, mm-hmm. uh, which if, if, if you know this, the, the Trump tax cuts automatically expire and sunset in 2026. So they're going up automatically if Congress does nothing. And there's a joke in there somewhere. Um, uh, but I mean, literally it's coming. Uh, so plan for it by looking at the Roth conversion. That's that's something we think is very important. It's not for everybody, but we think everybody should have a quick look at it because it only takes about 10 minutes of analysis to figure out if that's going to save you some money and, or your errors down the, down the road. Okay. Let's go back to somebody who would want to defer taking their required minimum distributions uh, let's say uh, a 70-year-old uh, retiree, um, what, what have you seen, what types of people have you seen walk into your office where they just don't need that income? Sure. So, you know, a, a lot of people, um, or, or most people probably aren't, aren't wanting to take that out yet because it is taxable. Um, so they're trying to make the nest egg continue to grow and keep it, you know, as big as possible for later. That's more emergency money, living on their pension and Social Security mm-hmm. maybe. Um, so – but what we the planning we turn into those situations is where we're looking at even if you don't need it at that time, then are you, should you be filling up your tax brackets at these lower rates by doing some of those other planning tips uh, like the Roth conversion, mm-hmm. qualified charitable distributions, um, 
or maybe even giving money now uh, so that you can see churches, charities, kids, et cetera, enjoy the money now instead of waiting, you know, till you pass, which might be 15, 20, 25 years down the road. Um, so it, it, it talks, you know, it, it kind of goes to being uh, case specific. Like there's no cookie cutter. Right, yeah, right. Nothing cookie cutter in, in planning, just like the law, right? Yeah. Every plan is different. It kind of depends on needs, circumstances, income, you know, your wishes, charitable intent. Do you have kids? Are you trying to get them money, et cetera? Well, let's talk about lifetime giving in, in just a second, just to break up the, the SECURE Act from SECURE Act 2.0, the, the proposed law. Um, you, you probably meet a lot of people that just want to bounce their ideas off of you with, um, uh, I need to give money to my kids. I need to loan money to my kids. Uh, what are, what are some situations that you've seen and, and how did those outcomes play out? That's a good question because it, you're right. We get that question a whole lot. Um, you know, kids that either kids that need money, um, mm-hmm. and especially through the the recession uh, in in the couple of downturns we've had in the last uh, you know twenty years, um, you know people get into hard times and they go, well, how do I keep that equal? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna loan this child money or or give mm-hmm. them money, and then right. but the other kids don't need it, and how do I you know not have angst later? Um, so there's some things you can do. There's some beneficiary designation planning you can do. Um, there's, you know, but the conversation is, okay, what do you need? And then what's the best way to do it? And then there's tax considerations. As you know, there's gifting limits before you have to start reducing your unified credit. Um, so again, it kind of goes to what's the family situation. Um, you can adjust beneficiaries to, okay, this child needs, you know, 30 grand today. I'm going to help them buy a house. I want to do that because I have the money. I probably mm-hmm. don't need it all. Um, so then you just adjust one of the other accounts and, and, and the other kids get, you know, an, an additional 30,000 so that it stays, you know, quote unquote fair. Right. So there's a lot of things you can do uh, within the confines of um, beneficiary planning and, and along w- with what you do, trust planning, set mm-hmm. up trust for, for different p- pieces of the distribution puzzle. Um, so, you know, like kind of like we were talking, nothing's cookie cutter. It's all different. But we're, we're always looking at uh, tax strategies. How is that going to affect you? How will it help the kids? And we do usually tell people, look, if you're going to loan money to your children, look at it like a gift. You might get it back, but if you look at it like a loan, you might be upset later if it doesn't well, come back to you. Well, that's what I was going to bring up is that that's when I see the most hand-wringing right. is <clears throat> when they're upset that somebody's not paying them back. And when it's between you know, family members, well, then you're bringing in a debtor-creditor relationship, and you know, it, it's just not the same as parent-child. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. We generally try to dissuade people from setting that up because you're right; it ends up being there's there's almost always hand wringing and angst mm-hmm. coming out of that. Um, I, I get the comment a lot: "Hey, uh, I loaned my kid, you know, thirty grand ten years ago and haven't seen a penny." <laughs> so if you look at it like a gift, you're 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 in your mind not going to be upset. And again, you, you, we can show you ways to still keep it fair for for the other kids and right. and not have them upset. And, and but there's a lot of families torn apart by who got what early mm-hmm. or too much or, you know, they got more than me. And um, there's ways to keep that fair and equitable. And and we also, you know, encourage people to, you know, you're going to live a long life and um, you might need some of this money. Right. So you don't want to get, you know, we see people, I've seen many clients give more money than I thought they should have away mm-hmm. and put themselves in what might be a precarious position later for their own planning. So, you got to look at yourself first and make sure that you're going to be taken care of for the next 30 years as we live longer, as health care changes, gets more expensive. Um, you may or may not have long-term care insurance. That's a huge line item and very expensive that Medicare does not cover. So, again, it's part of that whole planning process of what do you have covered, and if you don't have it covered, um, what is plan B to, to have money for those expensive expenses? And that all comes back to then, should you be giving money away? Should you be loaning it out? And many people can afford to in our opinion, you know, you, yeah, th- th- have them enjoy it, you know, help the grandkids with college, whatever. Uh, but, but pre-plan it and make sure it can be done that not putting you in a, in a in jeopardy of not having a good retirement plan later. And, and then also not, you know, providing angst among the family members. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering the annual exclusion amount for 2022 is 16,000 annually, um, so I, I meet a lot of people that are stuck 
back in the the 1990s when it was 10 or 12,000 and I say yeah it's gone up since then. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, people always say I can give 10, right? No. You can give more and if you give more above that it just means you have to file a 709 gift tax return and that will reduce your lifetime exclusion amount which means you might pay federal estate tax someday. But the exemption for that this year is twelve million sixty thousand. But like Jake said, that high exemption expires at the end of twenty twenty five and go goes back down to five million adjusted uh, for increases in twenty twenty six. So it's still going to be a moving target from now until then. Yeah, that's a good point, and, and that moving target is a big part of our planning is just try and look forward to those things that we know are coming and or anticipate the changes in new legislation and then weave that into the plan. Okay, what are we going to do if it does do that? What if they make it worse or and or better? Uh, and then take advantage of those those things that you have now because they may, they may not let you convert to Roth later. Like you can do it now and you'd be grandfathered if you do it, but uh, later, who knows what they're going to do. Uh, Congress is constantly changing the rules. Mm-hmm. I've heard some thoughts of uh, doing changing something with the Roth. Yep. There were, that was big talk in the, in the Build Back Better plan that did not pass late last year, uh, that they would... Uh, they would limit who could do the Roth and, and mm-hmm. how much you could put in. And, and so, yeah, they're, they're constantly tweaking the rules, and you need to stay ahead of them by staying informed and, and, and knowing what's uh, happening, uh, which is great. Your, your listeners are a step ahead because they're trying to get, get some info. That's great. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be back talking about the proposed changes to SECURE Act. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, and we're talking about retirement with Jake Yetterberg, and I have a question for you, Jake. Among retirees, what is considered formal attire? (laughs) Formal attire. Well, that's changed a lot, especially since the pandemic. Um, yeah, formal attire is... Tied shoes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's a bonus if you're not in slip-ons. Right. Before we start talking about Secure Act 2.0, the proposed changes to some of the Secure Act provisions that were passed in 2020, let's talk about uh, some of the effects of uh, the pandemic and what is happening with teachers. Yeah, we uh, we do a lot of work with teachers, and we we saw a huge trend, and, and you've probably seen this anecdotally yourself in other professions, but a lot of people through the pandemic just decided they didn't want to do what they were doing. They had an epiphany and realized, hey, that's not what I love. Um, and, the, of course, the teaching profession got hit pretty hard with lockdowns and masks and kids and is it good and healthy and the unions. Mm-hmm. and So – we had a ton of teachers coming in basically just saying, hey, how do I get out? <laughs> get, mm-hmm. get me retired. Okay, let's look at the TRS system, teacher retirement system in Texas, and how much that pension's going to be, and then can I live on that money, and what other assets do I have? Um, so, yeah, there's a ton of people uh, that are just getting out of certain professions because the professions either have changed or they realized, hey, that's not what I love, and uh, life's too short. And, you know, so the pandemic changed our level of thinking on a lot of that different stuff. Uh, and that all dovetails back to then having the right financial plan in place. Like, you know, the way to get retired is to save money and, and be able to live on that money with either pension, Social Security, uh, or interest from the funds that you have saved. So it kind of brings home the importance of saving uh, additional funds um, as we're fighting and in- inflation, which is in the news in a big way. I now. was just going to say, now they've retired and we got some stimulus from the government and and that held people over you know during the pandemic time well now we have inflation so 
Uh, what can those retirees do <laughs> now? Yeah, well, and it's a good point, in, in, especially with teachers, TRS system, if you get the, the pension. It's a great pension system. They're, they're financially very solvent, probably one of the best in the country. However, they do not give you a cost of living raise. So w- when you retire out, if you're getting you know 2800 bucks a month, that is going to be it for mm-hmm. the next 30 years. So you really have to have some other stuff to fall back on. Uh, but, yeah, you retired out, and then, and then in Inflation came in at, uh, you know, officially 7.1 or 2%, and now they're talking 8.5, as you mentioned uh, when we were talking off air. So inflation is, is here to stay uh, at least for a while. We've got supply chain, chain disruptions that we're not at the end of yet. Um, there's still a bunch of stuff clogged up in the overseas supply chains market, especially with Shanghai being com- completely locked down, which a lot of people don't even realize. I didn't know till I looked it up here a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. but they're on complete lockdown. So there's thousands of container ships sitting outside the port of Shanghai, just like they were out the port of Long Beach. We've caught ours up a little bit. That's eventually going to come back and make things continually more expensive. I mean, you're seeing them go up every day. So you've got to be able to fight that with keeping your assets growing to be able to fight that inflation, Mm -hmm. which is a big part of what we do in our practice. So, you know, laddering, you know, risk control, tax management, you know, people will drive across town to save four cents a gallon in gas, but not worry about taxes going to be, you know, 12 or 18% higher later. So you've got to look at the full picture of planning and the full scope of all these things that can change to figure out how you're going to pace your money to to keep pace with inflation and it won't be there forever but you know five six years of double digit inflation and you've lost 25 percent 35 percent of your purchasing power and Mm -hmm. those are those are big important numbers so you got to make sure your assets are keeping pace with that um by you know proper proper planning and making sure you've got enough put away before you do retire um but the pandemic has changed thinking on retirement in a big way for sure i had a client that was affected in the 2008 correction and she's worried about moving her money from the checking account she's got quite a bit of money just sitting in checking and i said hey you should try and get some interest on that um are there safe investments out there that will generate interest that's a good question because um, when things get dicey uh, and the market's really volatile now and in a corrective mode, um, people pull back to safety, and, and that safety used to be, well, I'll throw it in my checking account and earn 4%. Well, now you throw it in your checking account, and you're lucky to earn 0.1%, mm-hmm. which is essentially zero. So, yeah, you've got to do better than that. There are safe things you can do to your question. Um, just laddering and shopping, you know, things are things are competitive, so you got to go out and, you know, we've got – 65, 70 companies we work with, and um, some of them are paying 0.5% and some are paying 2.5%. Like you've got to figure out who's got the best deal, um, ladder those assets so that you still have money available if there's an emergency, so you've always got money coming due, but it's not just sitting in that checking account. Because if you're earning 0.1% and inflation is moving forward at 7 or 8 or 9 mm-hmm you're actually losing 9% a year, literally. So um, over one year, maybe that's no big deal. But if we stay in this situation for three or four years, like I mentioned, you just lost a quarter of your purchasing power in a short period of time. So yeah, laddering, shopping, using some index strategies where you can link to the market without the pure risk of loss if it goes down. Um, There's things you can do. You just got to hunt them up and figure out, um, do they fit your situation, your time horizon? When do you need that money? And then make sure that it it fits that overall scenario and then pull the trigger and make some ac- make some action items to, you know, you could be earning 2 or 3% on your safe money, but you've got to build into that. Tell us what your email address is. Sure. It's jake at safemoneysource.com. Um, if you ever have any questions, feel free to shoot through an email. Uh, we're not high-pressure salespeople, so we're always happy to talk to people or reply to an email. Feel free to give us a ring as well, 210-495-3711. Um, we're always happy to just, even if it's just answer a quick question or give you a second opinion on something. I have a question. Define laddering. Sure. So laddering is just spreading out your assets in different durations. So, um, and we've been doing this for many years. So I can give you some examples. Um, rates were up over four percent right before the pandemic. So they were coming up off of the '08 crisis. You know, they dropped rates mm-hmm. to zero through through 2009, 10, and, and 11, and then they started raising them up again. So we were locking in some four, four point one, four point two percent interest rates for five or six or seven years, and. Uh, 
Um, then when the pandemic hit, they crashed rates back to zero. So what laddering does is it's, it's, it's basically admitting that you and I aren't smart enough to know when things are going to change. And I don't. I just well, they know. call those black swan events. Yeah, the black swan event mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, COVID was one of those. Uh, 9-11 was one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bond crisis in 08 was one of those. You don't know what's coming. Um, so the, the point there is that you've always got some money holding a higher interest rate when rates are up. But you keep some short as well. So that if rate like right now rates are coming back up, so if you had some one or two year money from two years ago and it was earning two and a half or three percent, we're now locking in three and a half and closer to four again because they're moving back up. So as you've heard before, the only thing certain is change. That's certainly true in the financial world, uh, especially with the changes that have come out of the COVID and the, the many legislation packages that have come through, and there'll be more coming. I mean, they're debating them right now. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, laddering is just staggering those assets so it isn't all all sitting liquid but it's also not all locked up at seven years so there's a penalty if you need it yeah let's talk about secure act 2.0 i read a couple of days ago that on march 29th the house of representatives in uh, washington dc passed the securing a strong retirement act of 2022 uh, what have you read? So there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of material out there, as you just pointed to. Um, it looks like that that'll probably pass in some fashion, but once it goes to conference committee, they always they, that's where they kind of negotiate, mm-hmm. throw throw in a little pork, and take out some stuff they don't like. Um, but one of the big things for retirees and Secure 2.0, as they're calling it, would be um, a a further lengthening of that required minimum distribution age. So. The Secure Act moved that from 70 and a half to age 72, which is where mm-hmm. it's at now. They're wanting to move that to 75, but the legislation so far as it's written would do that um, like a year at a time. It'll go 73, okay. 74, 75 over the next few years. So it won't happen automatically or quickly. Um, so one, that's one of the big things is that they're also talking about tweaking the Roth rules as to who can put money in Roths and maybe throwing some income limits back into that uh, equation. Um, But we don't get too excited about these laws until the second chamber votes on it and we know it's coming because then you can read the the stuff and figure out, okay, this is what came out of conference committee as they call the sausage factory. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a messy, it's a messy situation getting laws passed. Uh, But then you finally see that the the written bill that's going to go to the president and then you can start planning with those facts. Okay. They are changing this with the Roth. So we better act now or, or let's wait because it's getting better. You know, the RMD age factors. And and also just as a point of reference, um, not, part of either of the secure acts the irs changed the required distribution tables this year as well so in 2022 there's different factors than than there were in 2021 oh i see yeah they're making you uh, it's to your benefit a little but they're making you take a little bit less so the tax burden is going to be a little bit less leaving a little bit more in your account to grow And we'll talk about why it's good to leave a little bit in the account when we come back after this break We're here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Todd Marquardt with Talk Law Radio. Stay tuned. for your family, which is why it's important to meet with an attorney before you go on vacation. Get your affairs in order just in case, God forbid, tragedy strikes and you become disabled or worse happens while traveling. Attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trust, and tax-protected inheritance plans. A living trust might save your family thousands of dollars. Protect what's yours at Marquardt Law Firm, 210-530-4278. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, talking about retirement planning with Jake Yetterberg. Jake, um, I heard that 
Albert Einstein used to say, uh, something was the most powerful force in the, u- in the universe. What did he say? Yeah, he's, uh, he's often quoted that uh, compound interest was one of the most powerful forces in the universe, which is saying something coming from uh, a person of his intellectual status. Yeah. Uh, but basically, when you look at the tables of how in- interest compounds, um, it's very powerful to let your money grow for a while uh, because then you're earning interest on the interest that you earn mm-hmm. as well as the money you invested. And if you do it correctly uh, in tax-favored accounts, you're also earning interest on the tax you would have paid. So we call that triple compound interest. Okay. Interest on the principal, interest on the interest, and interest on the tax you would have paid but are not because you're keeping it in the account. So we've been talking mostly about IRAs and 401ks, uh, employment-type related accounts. Um, How else can you save money for retirement? That's a really great question because um, a lot of the laws that they pass are um, around the stuff that they regulate, which are IRAs, 401ks, mm-hmm. et cetera, as you mentioned. Um, but there's, you know, a thousand other things out there that aren't part of a 401k or an IRA that are maybe equally or more important to your plan because, the you know, we, we were encouraged to save in those employer-sponsored retirement plans and maybe you were getting a match and not paying taxes, all that's wonderful. But you also want to have some money that's not taxable. So that's what are called non-qualified accounts, meaning it's not an IRA. It's an IRS IRS term. Um, So non-qualified just means you're not getting a a tax deduction for putting the money in there. and um, after-tax dollars. After-tax dollars going in. So there's still ways to defer taxes on those. So a a non-qualified deferred annuity would let you earn a fixed interest rate, um, put the money in, grow tax-deferred so you can still control your taxes, and then the money you put in would not be taxed when you pull it out unlike an IRA, which is all taxable when it comes out. And that's why they regulate those. If they can tweak around the tax rules, they can get more of your money. Mm -hmm. So having some just regular savings type accounts on the outside of your IRAs, et cetera, is good. Uh, It's just another, you know, diversification tactic in the the many, you know, facets of retirement planning. Um, But people are realizing, hey, I put all my money. I've got a lot of clients that come in. They have two big 401ks and and not much else. Like they've Mm -hmm. they've been putting everything in the 401k. And uh, and that's wonderful. It's a good way to save money. But now the whole schmear is taxable. So you you just lost control of a tax element, and now the government's going to tell you how much they're taking every year. Um, I can't, it's funny because I have people go, hey, I heard a, there's something going around on the Internet where the government can confiscate my money. I say, yeah, it's called taxation. <laughs> like, no, they're not going to come and take your bank account, but they can raise the tax rates and take 10% more next year. Mm-hmm. And that's how they do it. So they're not going to outright take it. Uh, and there's a lot of scare tactics stuff floating around out there. But, uh, but they can take it by legislation. And they're, you know, they're talking about it right now, raising taxes. So um, it's important to have those other types of account. That's a very astute thought um, because you don't want it all at the government control. So non-qualified after-tax money is good money to have as well. Okay, so we're in our fourth segment of the show, and you know that we're always here helping you to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. In our fourth segment, you know what time that is. And now, it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's your legacy? Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. So, Jake, we talked about this a little bit. Legacy. You do legacy planning. You talk to your clients about what they want their money to do after they're gone. Uh, How did you get interested in asking those questions? So, what, what happened was... After, you know, we started in this business year one, 24, almost 25 years ago, and you don't know everything when you get into the business. But what I learned after being in it several years and, you know, we had a client pass and then the whole family comes to the table and you Mm -hmm. realize, hey, all of a sudden there's another big aspect to financial planning and it's legacy planning. It's where is this money going and, and how can I make a difference? Can I control that money so that my kids do good things with it later? You know, should some of this go to charity because I've been involved with the charity for 40 or 50 years and you know and I love my church mm-hmm. and etc mm-hmm. so um, it, legacy planning is important because if you wait to the end sometimes it's too late to do 
good things tax-wise, right. saving money, you know, getting the right money to the right people, et cetera. So you want to weave that into the – and a lot of it is the legal side, which obviously you guys specialize in, um, you know, having the money go to the right people and make sure that it's not contested and probated. Mm-hmm. And, and some people can come in and steal money through that process or contest it and, and, and get – you know, people will get money that, they, that you didn't want them to. So that's how we got interested in it because we realized, hey, this is an important cog in the wheel and uh, it can blow up if it's not done correctly and we've seen those we've seen good situations sitting around that table and, and we've seen ones that are uncomfortable uh, so the more you plan the the more comfortable of a situation you can hand off to your heirs and and have a legacy plan that that you wanted and sometimes it's just little things like who gets the jewelry who gets right. the you know the the antique piece that's been in the family for three generations and if you don't list who gets it there's a pretty high chance it's going to be a fight later. Mm-hmm. So talking through those things uh, early is is key in legacy planning, in our opinion. If you're like me, after a while, you start thinking, well, what would I do with my stuff? Uh, what do I want my legacy to be for my children? Um, do you have a story about that, or do you have a legacy that you learned or received from somebody that came before you. Sure, sure. I can answer both of those. Um, I've got a great story from a client. Um, her husband had a, a – they were both just kind of blue-collar workers. Husband was the main income earner, um, you know, had a decent amount of money saved, four kids. Um, and they they loved taking trips together. So the husband passed, had a decent life insurance policy that he had kept and so she came into a, a decent amount of money. So she immediately started taking her family on trips and, and kind of with, you know, kids mm-hmm. and grandkids. And, and all of them would go somewhere every single year. And uh, then she unexpectedly passed of a heart attack, like shocked all of us, including the children. Mm-hmm. Um, but she passed. And so she had this money set aside that the, that the family, the kids and, and grandkids, could all continue to take one of these trips every year. And they've, they've held true to that. This has been, gosh, eight, nine, ten years ago wow. at least. But they have held true to that, and we still talk to them. They're all clients as well. And uh, so they talk about, hey, they just went here, they just went there. I mean, COVID slowed them down a little. But prior to that, they were taking these full family trips and kind of in memory of of their mom and dad. So the dad had the foresight to have money available with life insurance. The mom had the foresight to kind of write it down that she wanted them to keep doing it. And, and they're continuing to honor that legacy. So that's really fun. We always talk about that client and that family and, yeah, and how, I love how that awesome that is. Story. I heard something similar on a podcast where uh, a family started with a, a family reunion barbecue and the family started putting money away just for that purpose so that it would continue after they were gone. Well, the account that was left for that purpose started growing, compounding like we were talking about, and it turned into a vacation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and to your point, uh, the important part in everything we've talked about, Tay, the common theme is that it all takes planning. Planning ahead. Yeah, it's just thinking about those things and, and waiting before it's too late and, and then take, you know, putting some action items in place and making making some plans happen. So, yeah, it's all about planning on, on all sides of the equation, financial, law, legacy, mm-hmm. you know, family. Um, and so it's thinking about those things and, and, and talking through what sometimes are what people think are uncomfortable topics. But if you do it correctly, it can make for some really smooth planning uh, for everybody later. Right. So what do you hope your kids and grandkids remember about you? Well, we're, we're, we're big family people as well. Like the kids all still like to come around. We're thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And now the grandkids are starting to come. Um, so we hope that they continue to take that family legacy of um, skiing together, traveling together. We try to do one big family trip with the entire family, which gets harder when there's, you know, in-laws and they get right. married and then there's family and then there's kids and, mm-hmm. and then there's baseball and Scheduling. soccer. And, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but we really, you know, we have made a concerted effort to do that um, every year for for the whole time and uh, and so we hope that they take that legacy with them as well to, to keep that family together brothers sisters cousins you know nieces nephews etc um, so yeah that's uh, that's something we hope that they continue on okay as we're uh, nearing the end of the show what are some other last 
um, points of advice that you could give for somebody who's either uh, planning to retire or already in retirement now that we're facing higher interest rates, inflation, and uh, uncertainty. Sure. So back to the back to the theme we just covered is 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 start planning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, start looking at the items that you're going to need in retirement. Do you have enough money? How can you how can you get higher compound interest now by laddering or using some index strategies with higher potential rates? And um, you know, you got to look forward to those things. And you know, we spreadsheet everything out. Um, I've had uncomfortable cut conversations where they, people go, "Okay, I want to retire," and I say, well, "How much do you need per month?" And they say you know, $8,000. And mm-hmm. then I say, well, you don't have enough money. Yeah. Like, you're going to last 15 years, but you're going to live 30. Your right. money's going to last 15. It's so good it's, to know that ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. So it's planning and, and, you know, it's, it's sometimes uncomfortable, but it, the, it has to start with looking at the numbers and then planning and, and taxes to, to one of the most important points to your question. I think taxes are going to be key moving forward because they're going to be higher when when you retire and then they're going to be higher 15 years later while you're still retired. Mm-hmm. And so beating inflation and taxes are going to be key. Um, there are strategies you can use to do that. If you, if you want to talk about those, holler at us. They can call you if they want our contact information. Um, we've given the email out, Jake at Safe Money source.com but if you've got questions start start figuring out where you need to go how you need to plan and what you want to do to get there and then you can look at all those fun things like legacy planning uh and and not just the mundane do i have enough money but then what am i going to do with it later that all starts with planning at the front amen okay so another thing that you can ask me for is what i call an estate planning deficiencies checkup survey yeah, just go to marquartlawfirm.com and click on the live chat. Ask for that uh, assessment, estate planning deficiencies checkup. It's not something you turn into me. It's something that you look at yourself and just see if you think that your plan is already in order. And before we end the show, I just want to say another prayer. Dear God, thank you for the opportunity to talk about planning for retirement with Jake Yetterberg on the radio. Please help those who worry about retirement to remember your strength, grace, and mercy through Jesus. Amen. This is Todd Marquardt with Talk Law Radio. Talk to you later. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.